this wasn't a very comfortable last eight weeks. I had my first ever major surgery and for the first time ever stayed overnight at the hospital and had seven weeks of therapy after that. I still feel the soreness and I'm still trying to get back into standing for an extended period of time. It is not an easy process, but I aim to make sure that this works. I'm on the verge of maybe getting on the other side of surgery and getting back to being at least my definition of normal anyway. I'm going to take you through the last eight weeks leading up through the other side of surgery on the other side of this break. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast. I wanted to make this show as Kansas City-based as possible. And I wanted to find some sources to use to try to make this happen. One source I was able to find was in Kansas City Magazine. You hear a lot of headlines on the news. But this magazine takes those headlines scratches the surface and gives you inside details behind what you see on television and that's one of the things that I enjoy it also profiles the music scene talks about a different restaurant every month it goes into places in Kansas City that no other outlet would and I'm a big fan of this magazine for that very reason I love what, it do, what they do with this. I think the reporting is fantastic. And I invite you, the next time you're in a new, at a newsstand that has in Kansas City Magazine, to pick one up. You will be very glad that you did. The surgery went well. The therapy was very, very strenuous. But in those seven weeks, I was able to be able to walk a little bit more. I have not gotten to running speed by any means. But I have gotten to where I could at least walk for a little bit of time without pain. The pain, however, on this first day back, and obviously also my first work day of 2020, was very, very bad. I um, felt the pain especially, and now here's a shocker for you, in the back. I didn't do a lot of standing over the last seven weeks, and I think that probably played into it. I'm still feeling the stiffness now. And I am believing that with time, over the course of the next few weeks, I'll be back to being, I won't say normal, I will say myself again. And we'll see what happens on that one. A funny thing, though, in the last few weeks, and really you could date it back a couple of months, too, 
I started finding some things that brought me back to being me a little bit. I discovered some songs, most especially on YouTube, that I had grown up listening to, out of all places, the Grand Ole Opry. One of those songs I had known for a long time anyway, and I'll get to that one in a, mo in a moment, but I'm going to get to really a double play of a couple of songs. They were on a 45 that I had bought from the Ernest Tubb record shop, I think it was, in Nashville, Tennessee, a number of years ago, from a country singer who sadly passed away in 2011, a gentleman by the name of Billy Grammer. I had learned and have played my version of the first song in this double play. And the other side of that 45 is my second target. The first song is called Blue Water, the second Somebody Loves You. I'm going to get to those. I want you to hear these. Kind of give you an idea of how all of a sudden I found myself thanks to listening to these particular songs. Just a moment here. We're going to get to the first one right now. Here's Billy Grammer from a 1981 edition of Hee Haw. The song is called Blue Water.
favorite of mine from 1981. Here's the other side of that double play. Billy paid a visit to Larry's Country Diner, which is a regular RFD show, I believe. Of that 45 that I got, a song called Somebody Loves.
Billy Graham were there with the song called Somebody Loves You. Very good song. And I want to close this segment out. The segment of music that is out. With a song that I had heard Brad Paisley sing a few times. That I think signifies what maybe I'm still doing here. Which it... Then this is from the movie Cars. You hear it at the very end of the video. Very end of the movie, that is. It is called Find Yourself. There we go. I'm going to try this again. Where you're heading 
once you find yourself Yeah, that's when you find yourself In the last eight weeks, and really for the most part, over 2019 as well, I found myself wanting to find myself again, because I felt at one point last year like I was probably starting over. The plan was originally, of course that I would be back to being a minister in Kansas or at least studying for it. But as I mentioned in previous podcasts as well as Blog Talk Radio, it's not going to happen in Kansas. It's going to happen here in Missouri. This process that I have just gone through and I kind of feel like maybe possibly with some leftover aches I'm still feeling it at this point has been slow but it's been one where I feel like I learned and it might have been for the first time in my life I don't know that I could rely on somebody else my wife Gayla bless her heart she was She took on a lot with somebody like me. It is not easy for me to sit, settle down and just sit down and not do a heck of a lot. I tried to stay busy. It wasn't always easy to do. Pain levels at times became way too much. I'm better now. I'm walking better now. But it's going to take some time to get back to the level that I'm a little more comfortable with. Walking today, trying to walk through an eight-hour day at my workplace, I got through it, but not without pain. Some, a very little bit, was in the hip. Most of it was, to my surprise, in the back. And I wasn't, and I'm not totally sure how good I'm going to be when I'm finally over this. People say I'm young and maybe 52 in a way still is, but I'm not nearly as young as I used to be, not even close. I'm trying to build my body back up again. I thought I was totally built up to try to do the full day of work without a whole heck of a lot of pain, but the pain's still there, ladies and gentlemen. And who knows, maybe at some point, something will happen that will make me feel a little bit better. Over the process, there was still music to rely on, and I am very grateful that I am a music person, and I enjoy really the music of 
a lot of people. And I had played a version. I'm going to find it here. Just a second. Here we go. Uh, do I have the version I want? I do not. Dang it. I don't have it. I did, however, play during my Thanksgiving show, I believe, um, Roy Acuff's version of I'll Fly Away. And it was a lot of fun. It helped me relive one of my favorite memories of being at the Grand Ole Opry. When Roy Acuff would take a group of people with him and they would sing I'll Fly Away. Well, I don't have Roy's version. I do have Joey and Rory's. Let me end this segment with the two of them singing a version of All Fly. I mean, I'm from Jersey. I'm Italian. Like, where's the meatballs? Now, everything is... You said, where's the meatballs? No, for real. Like, at my parties, we Between your legs. Oh, here we come. Some bright morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to that home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away. Oh, glory.
thinking that maybe this year is going to be a year where I will very definitely find myself again. It's a good idea to be a forward thinker, and I'm still trying to do that. But sometimes memories pop up that bring you back to when you enjoyed things a lot more. And that's one of the things, I guess, that I learned over these last eight weeks. To slow down and try to enjoy life a lot more. And maybe relax a little bit, catch a few things. And basically, as my sermon talked about that I had in August of 2018, I was seeing God's full picture only from a different angle. Most especially where Christmas was concerned. Was the surgery a slow process? You better believe it was. And yes, I would recommend it for anybody. If you needed it. And I'm very glad to be at least on the other side of it. It's just that the second half of the process, getting back into the swing of things at work, is not going to be easy. Plus... There's something I've been wanting to do, of course, being a, being a minister. And I've been wanting that since 2017. I am wanting this to be the year, and I'm praying for it to be the year. I will keep you posted over the course of the New Directions podcast. We're going to switch gears and talk Chiefs on the other side of this break. The New Directions Podcast now has a Facebook page, and I invite you the next time you're on Facebook to stop by and take a look at it. It's the New Directions Podcast at RKC70. I have posted show sources all over the page, and I also have a section of people that this podcast will be following. may end up featuring them on future editions of this show. So whenever you get a moment, whenever you're on Facebook again, please stop by the New Directions podcast at RKC70, and I think you're going to like what you see there. It seems to me that there's a legion of fans that are very big into the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's a good thing. It brings the community together, no question about that. And it has brought everybody together. They have had dreams come true and all points in between, and it's been very good. The fans, the ones that have been die-hard fans, deserve this very, very much. We're going to talk for this Chiefs report today, though about a lifelong dream that a local photographer had that was featured recently from In Kansas City Magazine. We're going to get this up here. Just a second. There is a gentleman that is going to be able to go to the... He is a sports photographer here in this area. And he has an opportunity 
to go film the Super Bowl. And let me read the article from the outset. It's the hottest ticket in the world right now. No, we're not talking about Super Bowl 54 tickets. We're talking about securing press credentials to shoot Super Bowl 54 from the sidelines. Given that the NFL is pretty persnickety about who gets a coveted lanyard, one local photographer, Josh Humphrey, was just blessed with the sports equivalent of the golden ticket. The Olathe, Kansas native, has been shooting NFL games since, we kid you not, he was in high school. Humphrey's father just happens to be a prolific sports photographer who got his son involved in the business at an early age. Clearly, the apple did, didn't fall, fall, fall far from the exquisitely lit, perfectly framed tree. I've always worked for my dad. I was a high school kid shooting professional sporting events, which is pretty rare. I helped him when I could, shooting baseball, hockey, and football games, whatever he needed me to do. I had the opportunity at a pretty young age to help him at some pretty cool events. Turns out... Shooting sports was always just a side hustle for for Humphrey. His big boy job? Being an educator for the past 15 years. Humphrey holds down the fort as the assistant principal at Olathe West High School, a job he not only enjoys, but wholeheartedly embraces. My full-time gig has always been teaching and helping kids, he says. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by teachers and staff who support me. And I'm thankful to my school and the district for supporting this endeavor. Of course, we wanted to know if his students were aware their school administrator has photographed iconic shots of legends like Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and of course, Patrick Mahomes. The answer was a definitive and modest maybe. I tend to think of myself as decently humble, says Humphrey. I don't talk about it too much, but I think it's gained a little bit of traction. I try to do my job at school and do the best I can. The kids are aware, I think. I don't hide it, but I don't publicize it. We think that might change a little bit once this article gets out. For Humphrey, whose work has appeared in Sports Illustrated and ESPN magazine, he says shooting the Super Bowl is a great opportunity. In fact, he probably used the term excited about half a dozen times in our interview. But is he nervous? Uh, no. Nerves are not a part of it at all. Trust me, if you ask my dad, I've shot plenty of games on my own. I think he more than trusts me to do a good job. Despite me being mere feet from all the action, Humphrey is quick to mention that with any job, it's still a job. People always say, oh man, you get to go to the games, but it, is truly, but it truly is work, and you're working hard, always searching for the right shots. A question about the pros and cons of working on the sideline quickly turned heartfelt. The sports shutterbug said easily the best part of the gig was the genuine camaraderie among all the photographers. This might sound cliche, but the best part is being around other photographers, Umphrey admits. There are a lot of really great guys on the sideline. It's almost like a small community, and I love that aspect. Being around those guys, you gain a lot of great friends. I look forward to seeing them on a regular basis. When asked if there are, there are any drawbacks, he replies it might sound a bit corny, but my kids are becoming big-time Chiefs fans, and not getting to watch the games with them is probably the biggest downside. You worry about missing out on those opportunities you have with your own kids. Naturally, he predicts the Chiefs will win, but he's also a little gushy about this year's roster. 
It's a sentiment that's been echoed throughout the Metro. There's something a little more special about this team. The whole dynamic, Mahomes, Andy Reid, they all seem level-headed. They give everything they've got on the field. They realize there's bigger things in the world, but still value their skill and profession. And for me, I'm drawn to that. Speaking of waxing nostalgic, when we asked if Humphrey had an all-time favorite shot, he struggled. When you've taken thousands upon thousands of action shots over the years, they all can blur together. One picture, however, finally made the cut. The first thing I ever did as a photographer, like I was in middle school. My dad and I were in Phoenix, Arizona, and we were taking pictures of this indie car, he says. He handed me the camera and said, take some shots. I remember that moment. I remember there was this one picture I took of this green, white, and red car that sparked my interest. If there's one photograph that's most memorable for me, it's probably that. It made me passionate about photography. It's a great memory of my dad giving me the keys to the car, kind of giving me an opportunity to learn and fail and do something unique. While he's credentialed for the entire week leading up to the game, the former football coach says he won't be going down until Friday. His priority is with the kids at Olathe West High School. I'm in a profession where we put the students ahead of our needs, often in the education field, he says. Ultimately, I want to be known for being kind to others and being someone who is easily approachable. <clears throat> Excuse me. The man is about as level-headed as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are. And he is able to find a dream. To have a dream, I should say, and have a dream come true. To shoot pictures at the Super Bowl. Who would have thunk that one? Congratulations to Josh Humphrey. Maybe we'll see you on the Super Bowl coverage this coming Sunday. We'll see. Final thoughts are next. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be spending the first of three nights behind the music scene in Kansas City. Guitarist Michelle Bacon was profiled four weeks ago by In Kansas City Magazine. And I want to share with you, word for word, Timothy Finn's interview with her. She plays in a lot of bands. She's local. And from what I've read, to begin with, she is very, very good. A profile of Michelle Bacon tomorrow on the New Directions podcast. Stand by for final thoughts. I feel fortunate to be on the other side of surgery. I feel fortunate that I was blessed by doctors who did a very, very good job giving me the new hip that they did. And I want to take a moment also to thank the physical therapy folks at KU Med Center. They were very, very good. And they helped me, they helped me, um, with a therapy, they helped me get stronger. And they would not have released me, I realize, until, until they thought that I could. I will not go to any other hospital but KU Med. These guys are very talented. And the Super Bowl is 
the Super Bowl is a good time for people to make their dreams happen. And I'm very glad that Josh is able to do that. We will cover Michelle Bacon and the Chiefs again tomorrow. That's going to wind things up for this edition of the yesterday. podcast. Well, this is the song. Thank you. That, for, uh, thank you well, this is the song. Here. Hold on just a minute. Thank you for being with me as always. We will see you on the radio tomorrow. And I think Burning Man is going to be taking the week off this week because I'm going to be using this song to kind of lead into the Super Bowl. This is Melissa Etheridge's song that she wrote soon after the Chiefs won it all. I leave you tonight with her. Well, this is the song that, uh, you know, that I sang yesterday morning, very early. And uh, you, uh, Fox 4 has requested it. So by Please, request. Thank you. I'm going to do another. This is a video version, all right? Thank you. I got my friends and family all blowing up my phone. My kids think I've gone crazy as I'm running around my home. Well, I heard Dan Patrick wanted me to call into his show. I guess the Chiefs must have won the AFC and we're headed to the Super Bowl. When I was just a little girl on my daddy's knee, I remember it like yesterday. It was 1970. Oh, the Chiefs had Lenny Dawson, then Buck Buchanan, Bobby Bell. Oh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I heard my daddy yell. Well, 50 years they came and went, and sometimes we got close. Gonzalez never got to go. Jamal, no, the great priest holds. So many times it broke my heart, thought I might never know. But the Chiefs just broke that playoff curse, and we're headed to the Super Bowl. See the closest thing to Superman this girl has ever known. We traded up in 17 for the greatest back moms. Now I will never worry, even if we're far behind. Because the way that number 15 plays is blowing people's minds. Now if there's anything I love as much as California weed, it's Tyree, Kelsey, Frank, and Chris, Honey, Badger, Andy Reid. So take me back to Kansas, barbecue and rock and roll. Because the Chiefs just won the AFC and they headed to the Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs just won the AFC and they headed to the Super Bowl. There you go, girl. There you go.